And so I'm just like, we're, I think that if, if we dug deep in our hearts, I think we masquerade this addiction and this ego of, of our work Mm -hmm. and, and we masquerade it as like impact, but really it's our own desire and nobody else in our life is put first. Like our spouse isn't being put first. Well, I think a lot of the times our children are, our friends are, it's easier to put out the fires in our business than it is in our home. Word. That's good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Big Business Mistakes, hosted by Brandon and Kaylin Poulin. Here, the most successful entrepreneurs tell jaw-dropping stories and lessons behind their biggest business mistakes so that you don't make them. Ditch the fake highlight reel and get the raw truths and golden lessons of what it actually takes to scale your business from those who have done it. This is Big Business Mistakes. Welcome to the Big Business Mistakes podcast. I'm your host, Kaylin Poulin and... Brandon. My co-host. <laughs> <laughs> that was so bad. I feel like I wasn't ready. <laughs> Brandon. <laughs> did I say it with a high pitch? Yeah, you did. Like my girly voice that oh you told me that I like, that comes out? Uh, yeah, whenever he's like like joking with me or like making fun or whatever, he'll be like... <laughs> anyway, so in this episode today, <laughs> we're going to talk about... Uh, the lifestyle mistakes of us as entrepreneurs, especially when it comes to being married with kids. You know, when you're scaling a business and you're married or you're married with kids, like you have this whole personal element that comes in that like you're trying to juggle everything at once, right? And we made a lot of mistakes when it came to us being single and working together to then being married and working together. Um, So this is kind of like, you know, maybe a little bit of against the hustle standard, of what you hear a lot of the the other business gurus out there teaching. I want to get personal on this one. Yeah. We're going to get personal on this Mm -hmm. show. Yeah. Like, I think, I think like talking about that, that personal side, like what home life is, Mm -hmm. like how we manage that together. Yeah. So if you're married or you have children Mm -hmm. or you want to be married, have children, you're an entrepreneur, like this is going to be a good one. Yeah. I think there's some, some juicy stuff here. We're going to talk about, whether you work with your business partner or you don't, like if your wife is in the business or your husband's involved in the business or not, like what does that home life look like as an entrepreneur? Yep. We're going to talk about trips that we go on mm. and how we manage that. We're talking about delegation, mistakes that we've made there. How, how we have no boundaries. How we've like managed it with our children, mm-hmm. like talking about making rich real. Yeah. And, and my Lamborghini. And, and what, and you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> We're going to end up on a debate about Lamborghinis on the show and my Lamborghini. I already know what's going to happen here. I'm going to hear about this signed deal that I did on a napkin at a restaurant. It wasn't a napkin. It was a whole table. He wrote it big enough for everybody to be able to read. If I had the napkin, I should have kept it. Yeah. I have a picture of it. So we're going to, we're going to dig, we're going to dig deep into that stuff today. Yeah. That's going to be good. I'm I'm excited for this. Well, one. I think like the idea for this episode has come around, you know, there's, there's a lot of people out there that preach business all the time and like the hustle and grind of business. And like, that's great. You know, like we grew up on that. Like when we were younger and first started building a business, like the hustle standard, the hustle hard, the grind your face off, like all this stuff. Like we were totally in on that. Like that's how we got started. Right. That's how like we began this business and started getting those first successes and like gaining traction was like through having that mentality. But then as seasons changed and we got married. Right. And then, 
you know, we're like, well, we really like, we put our marriage on the back burner for the business. And then like we had kids and it was like, okay, well, how do we balance like our kids with this like hustle and grind mentality of like, all that matters is the, the at the end of the day is the P and L right? It's like, mm-hmm. how do you balance those things when it's not all that matters anymore? When we go from being 21 and 24 year old entrepreneurs with like no responsibilities that retired on a beach in Puerto Rico <laughs> with our dog to like, now there's these other little people in our life that mean more than the business now. And how, how do you, how do you navigate that scenario where the business is so important and you have all these responsibilities here in the business, but you also have responsibilities as a wife and as a parent, um, as a friend, Right. And so how do you navigate that in life where you grow past just the grinder face off, like the hustle standard of that's all that matters is like what the business is doing. Like, no, that's not how I measure success anymore. Yeah, totally. And like we wear so many hats. (laughs) I think as entrepreneurs, you wear a lot of hats. You wear all the hats in your business Mm -hmm. and then you've got a spouse hat to wear. Yeah. You've got for me, like a dad hat to wear Mm -hmm. and the boundaries of that. And so, I mean, it's, it's like, like we would never give ourselves permission to go on vacation, you know, that type of stuff. I'm just like, we can't. Let's talk about that one. Yeah. Let's talk about the vacation. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the entrepreneurs that we work with, right. It's like one of the biggest things that they come in, we're like, okay, you could wave a magic wand at the end of, you know, what would the end of this year look like? Like, what would your business look like in a year? And a lot of them say like, I could go on a vacation and actually like, forget my laptop, right? And the business would run without me. And I remember, and it's like, that one always strikes me so much because that was us. Like we could never, we were so involved in everything. We hadn't delegated enough that it felt like, and you were good at delegating. I was like, that was my kryptonite was delegation because I have a hard time with control. But, um, um, you know, for us, it was like, well, we can't go on vacations. We can't do things like the business never sleeps. Like that's what we'd always say. It's like the business never sleeps. The business never sleeps. Right. And so there was so much, so many things that we said no to or like vacations we didn't go on. And every vacation we did go on, we're both like on the beach with our laptops, like having to do stuff, yeah. you know? So how do you like get from there to now every year for the past, what, four years, five years, we've gone on a trip to, to Lake Powell and it's two, uh, two guys, weeks. If you've never been to Lake Powell, Google Lake Powell right now. Yeah. It's two weeks where we have no Wi-Fi, We had no internet, like none of those things. And so we literally were like cut off from the business for two weeks. Like people, that's like unimaginable to like the old us, right? Or maybe people listening right now is like unimaginable that I could, my business is so well delegated that now I can like go on vacation for two weeks and literally check in on the Sunday that we like come back to the marina to get gas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting. So when you think about like lifestyle, right? Mm -hmm. I think, I think fundamentally at the core of why we're entrepreneurs and we take above average risk Mm -hmm. for, for above average gain, Mm -hmm. like that's the definition Mm -hmm. of what an entrepreneur does and is. And I think it comes down to, I think we have this idea of freedom that we're going to have. We're going to achieve this place of we're free. We can do what we want when we want. And, you know, in a job, you can't necessarily do that. And then somewhere along the way, we just basically end up creating a job. Yeah. And in the beginning, it pays us less. Yeah. A lot of times, a lot of companies, it pays you less. Mm-hmm. And then eventually it's just a really high paying job. And so, you know, that having, you work more hours in than a normal work, job, yeah, double like, the hours. It never turns off. Yeah. But 
I, you know, it's interesting. So you have to position like that desire for freedom and lifestyle on one side. And then on the other side, guys, like momentum is a factor. Yep. You know, like it's, it's not about the amount of hours. It's about the efficiency of your time. But at the same time, like it's also about the amount of hours. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I've, for me, I'm like constantly like, this is a, this is a moving target for me. Mm -hmm. And I think it's seasons, you know, and I think that's, I don't think there's like a perfect answer, you know, like, like any detailed person, I'm like, well, the, what's the answer? It depends. It's like, what season are you in? Mm -hmm. You know, cause there was a season where I remember when we first started, um, the business that we just sold and it was, it was a season of like all day, every day. Yeah. Like when we met, we were in a grind together. Yeah. Like, like we lived in Denver together mm -hmm. and, um, we lived in Denver together and we were literally on the phone 16 hours a day. Yep. And I remember we were in network marketing. Yeah. I remember one, when we moved and people were like, well, what did you like about Denver? And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. We didn't really see anything. Yeah. We just worked, you mm -hmm. know? And it was and, sad to be honest. Uh, yeah. Like it was sad for me. <laughs> yeah. And at the same time though, it's like, well, I like working, mm -hmm. you know? And, and so I think we, we listen and some people are like, oh, you just, you just hustle and you got to just grind it out. But then also it's like, well, if you have other priorities in life, then you have to set boundaries for those priorities of what you want. Mm -hmm. You know, early on, I didn't really have any other priorities, Yeah. but our marriage began to suffer. Mm -hmm. And then it was, we had this like coming to Jesus moment in our marriage of like, we're just business partners living under the same roof. Mm-hmm. You remember that? I remember telling you that. Yeah. I sure do. Yeah. And it was, it was this point where I'm like, we're roommates. Like you have to tend. This is a call center. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I work at a call center. You live in a call center. I wake up and I work in a call center. Yeah. I'm out. And you're just, you're just married to your business partner, mm -hmm. but that's it. Yeah. And so I, I think if we're not careful, we end up on that. And I think this is like a deeper worldview, life value conversation. Yeah. Right. And so as Christians, like for me, I do, I only do a few things. I do things that serve God. Mm -hmm. I do things that I like to do and want to do mm -hmm. and things that serve others in my family and things that make money. Like those are the four things that I do. Mm -hmm. And so if it doesn't fit in those four buckets, it's like, I want to delegate it or I'm going to stop doing it. Right. And so I don't think there's a perfect answer to this question, but it's an interesting topic to navigate because it's like, how do you, how do you balance the desire for growth and progress and work with the other priorities that you have in your life that ultimately are more important? Mm -hmm. But business is often like, I, to me, I think it's the number one most celebrated addiction that yeah. there is. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's such like a in, good like way of saying in it. society like we celebrate mm -hmm. the work addiction because it creates this outward appearance of success and fruit that people get to see mm -hmm. when we could be internally a, a mess a wreck depressed. and most of them are so just to say sorrow right like i want success without sorrow yeah right it's good like i want success without sorrow because a lot of people that have success but they have sorrow yeah. and then it's like well, when you They're, think of it in the terms of like addiction, it's like most of these people that, you know, if we name names, you would know every single one of them. It's like there's things that they use business for to like they they use their business to cope 
with like other things, just like any other addiction, right? And it's like, oh, something's happened here or dealing with this struggle. And so like more time and attention and energy and everything gets put into the business because like, just like you said, like the fruit comes of it, right? So it feels like a win to cover these losses when really it's like, and then we, and then we aspire to be like these people. And it's like, when you look a, lo- a layer deeper, it's like, you don't know what their literally home life looks just, like. Yeah. You don't know what their home life looks like. And it's literally just a coping mechanism that that's where they spend all, they put all of their mental energy into that. So don't have to think about these other things. Right. And it's like, so you have to pay attention to like who you're aspiring to be for what reasons you're aspiring to be them. Yeah. Cause you'll turn into them. Yeah. Like whoever you, when you submit to an authority mm-hmm. of, of listening and receiving instruction or philosophy or whatever from somebody like you better want all areas of their life Mm -hmm. because like you're going to reap not just in the business area but through you know submitting to that authority and that mentorship Mm -hmm. you're going to reap all areas of their life yeah like how they think about their marriage how they think about children how they perceive friendships like how like relationships how they treat people like all those types of things because then you start seeing like you start seeing life through the lens of another person yeah Totally. Mm-hmm. And and there's like, oh, like, I don't attend family functions, yeah. right? Because my family doesn't understand me and my goals are more important. And I'm just like, okay, so that's cool. But that's a worldview mm-hmm. where success, my success is more important than having relationships, right? Right. Or, mm-hmm. or having relationships with family or having friendships, mm-hmm. right? And so, but I get it. At the same time, totally. it's like, okay. Like, I'm just saying we you definitely, don't want that. You yeah. Have to, yeah, you have to pay attention to like, are those the things that I want? Yeah, I mean, there was a season where, you know, people were like, if you weren't in our business, <laughs> our network our marketing, network marketing company. company, you were dead to us. <laughs> yeah. But I, I regret it because we burned relationships yeah. and, and alienated people. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, I think you're going to be known you're going to be, I read this in a, a Bob Goff book. You're going to be known for your opinions and your accomplishments, but you're going to be remembered for the love that you gave for other people. And if we really sit and think about it as entrepreneurs, you know, we want the freedom, but I think deeper, we want to be significant. Yeah. Right. We want to be known and be significant. And people think that's a money number. And I think it's an ego thing, honestly. Yeah. Totally. I know for me it was, it was like, I want to be somebody, mm-hmm. but then at what point you, you, you like you, you become somebody and it's like, you're making this, like, I, I think a lot of entrepreneurs masquerade under the false idea of impact. Yeah, absolutely. When it's like, Oh, I'm, I'm making, I'm making all the, I'm making all this impact mm-hmm. in the macro, but like yeah. I have no relationships yeah. in the micro and I don't like, I've never, like, I'm not doing anything for anyone out of love unless they can give something back for me. Yeah. I don't have any relationship. Unless relation, I get a badge on my website. Unless I, <laughs> like the only relationships I have is so I can climb to the next rung on the ladder. Yeah. Like, I just don't believe in that. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's like. Well, we did that in the beginning when we were both young yeah. and we were entrepreneurs. And like, that's. We did. Like that, we were like, I, I like to call it the hustle standard. Like, that's like what we subscribe to. We subscribe to that mentality. And then at some point we were like, you know, we were in the place of like, no, we don't hang out with family and we don't spend time there and we don't do that because like they don't understand and they're against us and like they don't get what we're doing, all of that. And it's like, we woke up one day and was like, then what are we doing it all for? You know, like 
if we're not gonna have relationships in our life, then it's like, okay, well, now we know that we talk to certain family members about these specific things and we don't talk about business with them, right? Like there's a, a million other things we could talk about. And this is how we navigate that relationship is maybe it's not the business that brings us together in conversation. Maybe it's just simply like a target trip, you know, <laughs> like it can be other things. And so it doesn't matter if it's like, oh, my family doesn't get me. It doesn't understand me. It's like, no, but if you see and you want to have a family one day, or you have one now, it's like, they're going to see if you really believe that family is important too, you know? Yeah. And I'm going to be straight up. Like, I think our belief system on lifestyle and the other priorities we have, we will never be the most successful people. No. We will never have the most money. No. Um, there will be people that are willing to sacrifice more because mm -hmm. I think that it is sacrifice. You only have so many hours, mm -hmm. but it's like, are your hours spent only on your drive, your net worth, mm -hmm. your your income generating activity, your growth. And I trust me, guys, like I'm an efficiency monster. Yeah. In those in that block of time that I've allocated, but outside of that, it's like I want my children to know who I am. Mm -hmm. You like, always say, I, I want to be famous in my own house. I want to be famous in my own house. That's so good. I want my kids to know who daddy is. I don't Daddy's not just wake up, go to work, come downstairs at eight o'clock and kiss me good, good night. Like that's not who I want to be. Mm -hmm. And I will, there will be people who will sacrifice more, who will by sheer volume of hours will beat me in the game of business mm -hmm. and I could care less. But they won't beat you in the game of life, babe. But, but I'm like, I want to say this on this podcast because the worldview is sacrifice everything for the future. Mm -hmm. For the bigger name. For the bigger name. Like, for the bigger business. Well, well, hold on. This is it. It's sacrifice everything now for the future. Delay gratification. Mm. And I'm like, yes, like we have to sacrifice for the future. But at what point have we arrived at the future that we've created so that we can prioritize the things in our current mm -hmm. present moment? Yeah. And that's something that you're so good at. You're like present with people. Where whatever place we're at, and like I'm over here like daydreaming <laughs> about the future, and then I realize I'm like, yeah, like I went on this trip, mm -hmm. but my brain was somewhere else. Yeah, and I'm like, this is a problem. You weren't there. There's no peace in that. Mm -hmm. There's no like you're not present in that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, guys, I'm the last person that's like, oh, be present. Like, <laughs> yeah, hum. Like, yeah. that's not me at yeah, all. Yeah, it's like when you look back on a family trip that you went on or a trip with friends and you're like, we're like talking about all the stories that happened on that trip and you're like, I don't remember any of that. I remember like being on my computer and like dealing with this problem or issue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? So so I think it's like, it's you have seasons, right? You're going to have seasons of sacrifice mm -hmm. where you're driving something, you're going to miss games, sporting events, you're not going to drive your kids to school, mm -hmm. you know, like, because there's a greater goal. And I think it's important that your kids see you work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We talk about this all the time. Like it takes work. Yeah. But, but guys, like there's, it's not black and white though. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a season. And then it's like, okay, like right now, like we're in a season where our boundaries are harder than they used to be. Like, yeah. Like the, the workday doesn't bleed over as much as it used to. Mm-hmm. And the phones go get put aside. Mm -hmm. We have lunch with our kid downstairs. The other, like our oldest is in school, but like yeah. most of the time our two-year-old is like having lunch with us and we have lunch together. 
Yeah. And which the, we never morning, did before. Ever. In the morning, guys, I used to wake up, I used to roll out of bed, and I used to go straight to my desk. Yeah. That was it. For years. For years I did that. And like nobody saw or heard from me until, until like, like six thirty seven p.m. Yeah. And it was like I would work twelve hours a day, no problem. Mm-hmm. And I got a lot done. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. Like, and like there's a whole nother internal conversation here about quantity of work versus the quality of work and the leverage you're creating in your activity that cannot be ignored. But in terms of the volume of our time and how we allocate our time, you, you have to you have to set boundaries or your work will consume. And I don't think there's such thing as success in business with failure in the home. Mm-hmm. And like, I've made videos about this. I'm like, look, bro, cool. You're a billionaire. Yeah. Sick. Like you, you get dropped off in a Rolls Royce and you fly your private plane. You're so cool. And like, I want like, like, look, yeah. Like we're looking at a, at a plane this year, more of an investment vehicle and tax benefits. That's a plane basically. Right. Like I've got investments, like we live a great lifestyle, but there's a, such a marginal difference. I think once you get to eight figures in net worth, there's an extremely marginal difference in your quality of life at all. Like nice dinners, nice house, like can buy whatever car you want. Like it's a marginal difference. And so I'm just like, we're, I think that if, if we dug deep in our hearts, I think we masquerade this addiction and this ego of, of our work Mm -hmm. and, and we masquerade it as like impact, but really it's our own desire and nobody else in our life is put first. Like our spouse isn't being put first. Well, I think a lot of the times our we children think it's, it's are, easier, our friends are. It's easier to put out the fires in our business than it is in our home. Word. That's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is. Cause we're like, yeah. okay, like the things in our business, it's like, here's the problem. Here's how we're going to create a system or like a process or a solution. Here's the answer. Like, boom, like I got to deal with this thing. But when it comes to like homes or uh, like problems in the home, it's like, things have to be unwound that have been done incorrectly or like you have to set forth a new path of like what you want things to look like and decide what what type of lifestyle you want to live in your in your house and what type of relationship you want to have with your wife or your kids well, or like your we husband. would we would like fight and like we got in a fight no <laughs> 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 yeah you laugh now <laughs> but like we'd get in a fight and it'd be, it, like it's easy to just go and like just jam it on your computer. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to get work. I'll show her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm being productive over here. Yeah. And like, I think for men, this is, I think this is a much bigger problem for men. I think they use their work as a crutch. Yep. Because it's easier to go work than it is to connect with your kid. Mm-hmm. Like I know for me, there's definitely seasons where I feel like, man, like my kids are exhausting me. I feel mm-hmm. like I'm not getting through. I'm bored. I have momentum in my business. I'm bored playing with them and I feel this momentum in my business and mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like somebody. Yeah. And like meanwhile like like your your kids mm-hmm. all they know is you. You're like the most important person in their entire life. The most important. Yeah. Like there's no one else more. And important. all they want is your freaking attention. That's it. All they want is for you to look at them and notice them. And like and watch them build the little block tower. I, guys, like after, if you listen to this, go home, like after this and like any time that you want to make eye contact with your kids, they're looking at you. 
like you're around your living room, whatever, you look at them, they're looking at you. Like unless they're like sucked into a, a show or something, I promise you they're looking at you. Mm-hmm. And at any point you want to like notice them or look at them, they're looking at you. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, and we live around that and like we wonder, we wonder why like the next comma and the next zero is never going to equate to that. Mm-hmm. Like you're never going to be like, nobody's ever on their deathbed. Like, yeah. If I would have just had one more comma, if I would have had one more comma, if I would have had one more, one zero. more zero, yeah. one more room, another thousand square feet. Like yeah. it's just not the way it works. Yeah. It's like, I have a totally different perspective on life think, now. And it's like, it sounds so boring to me now. Like the things that used to drive me, like the zero and the comma and the award and the thing. And like, I'm very recognition based, but it's like all of that just sounds so boring to me now. Hmm. Like I'd much rather like see my kid, like ride the bike for ride her bike for the first time than like have 10 more zeros. Yeah. You know, (laughs) I want to, I want to say this, like, uh, I think it was in a, it was a Gary Vaynerchuk book I read is he's like, set an alarm on your phone every six months Mm -hmm. and tell yourself that you've, there's plenty of time. Mm, That's good. Cause for me, I'm like, man, I got to get the most out of today. I got to be efficient with every minute. I got to like crush it every hour. And it's like, then we just get lost in this never ending pursuit. And like the goal isn't, and I know that the goal is not to, to get somewhere in business. It's just to play the game. Mm -hmm. But at what point is like it if that's the only game you're playing, yeah, I your business is gonna let you down. Well, it's just like think about it. Think about for us when we were like, we gotta hit the first million, we gotta hit the first million, gotta hit the first million. We hit the first million, guess what? Then we're just like, gotta hit the 10 million, gotta hit the 10 million, gotta hit the 10 million. And then right after that, you just roll into the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, like you never arrive. Like the goal, the goalpost just gets moved, right? Yeah. So like you never get to this point where like, okay, we hit the first million. Now I'm gonna go like start planning time and scheduling time with my kids and on Saturday, like take them to do epic stuff. Yeah. That, like we drove this business to a million dollars so I could be able to do this. So I would have time freedom. Yeah. So I would have money to be able to give them experiences or take this trip. And then it's just like the goal just rolls into the next goal. Mm-hmm. And then one day you look up and you're like, I never did any of the things that I started out to do this business for. I've, I haven't done them and I haven't made them a priority right? It's just like you gain momentum in the business. And so also at the same time of like having momentum in the business, like you have to cultivate momentum in the relationships outside. As simple as like take an hour on Saturday to take your kids up to the neighborhood park, you know, the five minute walk or like to the arcade or take your spouse on a date night, right? It's like, oh, we got to make more money so we can go to nicer restaurants on date night. Like your spouse doesn't care. Go to Chipotle, you know? It's like, but you have to start carving out that don't time. Don't add guac though, guys. Like, don't don't overdo it, okay? <laughs> no, I'm getting double guac now. <laughs> I'm going to get double guac next time just because you said that. Don't overdo it. Yeah, and so it's like we wait for this time of saying like, once I get here, then I'll do those things. So true. And we don't. No, and we, we just don't. experience that. Yeah. Like, it's it's super interesting. It's it, You don't need to sell your company yep. to start living the lifestyle that you want. Mm-hmm. You just need to leverage your time better yeah. and have the right team in place to yeah. do that. And give yourself permission to unplug was like the word that you said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to like, I want to talk about this thing for a second though, because everyone, they feel like I'm going to hit this number and then I'm going to start doing the things that I want to do with my lifestyle. Yeah. 
And like the goals you wrote down in the beginning. Yeah. And <laughs> I think there's, there's degrees of truth to, okay. Like if you don't have any money, you can't do anything. Right. Yeah. Like, like I, I remember I was watching like Grant Cardone and Ed Milet argue about like, does money make you happy? And Grant Cardone's like, money makes you happy, bro. You haven't seen, have you ever seen anyone broke? You seen people with money? And, and so like, I think they're both right mm -hmm. to some degree, but there's no dollar amount that you're suddenly going to feel like you have permission mm -hmm. to live the lifestyle that you want and set the boundaries that you want. You just need to set them now. And, and like, look, if you're at the very beginning and you have no income, yep. you got to grind guys. Mm -hmm. Businesses grind, grind. a little face off. But look, like recognizing the season you're in and then, but like once you've created some space and some profit and some freedom there, like you can get out of that and set your boundaries mm -hmm. and stick to them. You don't need to sell your company. You don't need to have millions of dollars in the bank. Mm -hmm. Like time's clicking, time's clicking, it's ticking. Mm -hmm. And it's like- Cause you'll never arrive there. Like we, we sold ours and then we like added all those things in my calendar that you're like, oh, I'm gonna do these things. I'm gonna get lessons for this and I'm gonna do a half day and go surf or go golf. Mm -hmm. And like, guys, like you don't need to wait. And then it was like, oh, like I'm doing these things and I'm like, these actually- I could I have done have, this all along. I could have done this all along. I still have all this space around. Yeah. And then we jumped right into the next business venture because that's what we are. We're born to work. Mm -hmm. Like we live in a Christian worldview on a cursed earth and we are- cursed to, to work the dirt. Like guys, if you're like, why do I always have to work? It's like, cause that's, that's where you are. You're in a fallen world. Mm -hmm. Right. And you're not called to do nothing or to sit on your, on your hands. You're called to use your talents and multiply them and not bury them in the sand. Yeah. Right. And so like, if you're not going to bury them in the sand, you're going to work, do that, but understand also that if you're doing it without love, there's no love in it. Like if there's no love in your life where it's self-sacrificing, I think it's empty. Mm -hmm. And I think this is why some of the richest, most successful people and the most famous people commit suicide. They lose their stock portfolio. They're divorced. They're divorced. They lose half their net worth. Yeah, the person they've been with together for 30 years. like I'm they... like, build your empire, lose yeah. half of it. I'm mm -hmm. like, I don't get that. It doesn't make any sense to me. I would also say it feels a lot better when you finally get to unplug and like do that thing, you know, that you've been wanting to do and have that time freedom or go on a trip or go to PAL or simply have a lake day or go golf or whatever, because like you focus so many hours on that. It's just like just last week, I spent five days like recording and like doing all this stuff and like rolling out this whole new challenge. Um, and uh, at the end, like yesterday, you know, we went to the lake and it was like the leg just felt awesome. Just like be there and sit there and do that. But it's because I like grinded all week. And like in that season, I was like, okay, it's five days. I'm literally like, I was working like doing like 20 hour days. Right. But at the end of that, like it felt so great to unplug because I knew I left it all on the table instead of just like moseying through doing stuff. and like, oh yeah, like spend these hours doing this and messed around in the email inbox and replied to these things. And like literally like hustle and grinded like something out over a five day period of time that when it got to that lake day at the end, it felt much better. Yeah. You know, it felt much more relaxing. Like I'd actually relaxed because I laid it all out. Like I left it all on the floor. There's no rest without work. Mm -hmm. I figured that one out. Like 
we had a couple of weeks there where we really didn't have anything going on after we, we sold the business. And mm -hmm. I was like, man, I'm going crazy. Yeah. Like guys, there's no rest without work, mm -hmm. but if it's all work and there's no rest, there's no time for love. There's no friends. There's mm -hmm. no one to celebrate with. Like you're going to be freaking alone. Lo you're going to be lonely. And so Ugh. like, I want to talk about this because I want to give people permission mm -hmm. because in the entrepreneur world and universe of social media and like you, the algorithm serving you up people that you follow for business advice. Yeah. But we have all these people that are talking about how to become successful and everything you have to sacrifice. And then I'm, I'm for this future. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, when does this future arrive? You don't. <laughs> like you never arrive to it. It's no. like this elusive, like mm -hmm. number this, it, it's like, you never get there. Yeah. Even when you sell a company and then you're rolling that money into new investments and a new company now, and the next there's thing, always like, another, never ends. there's always another strategic plan. There's another initiative. There's another platform. There's another goal to chase. There's another sale. There's another client. There's mm -hmm. another opportunity. Opportunity. There's another deal. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I'm not saying like chase them, like go get them. Mm -hmm. But if that's it, then I'm like, man, I feel bad for you. Yeah. I'm like, Cause it's, it's like, I was 19 years old, right? Mm -hmm. I was 19 years old. That's how I met you when you were 19. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You thought I, you thought I was like, I thought you were at older least than legal me. or legally, <laughs> you're legal, legal by a year. I, I was legal, but like legal to be able to drink or something. Yeah. <laughs> because I was like 19 had a paid for BMW by this company mm -hmm. was making like a hundred grand a year. I, I had a house. People wanted to know my name. I was talking on stages and I felt like I was somebody and I had achieved like in my little town of Albuquerque, New Mexico, mm -hmm. I was like successful. Like, you Especially know, at, like, San Diego, California, hundred grand. You're like freaking broke basically. <laughs> yeah. But You don't even have a house. Yeah. But <laughs> at 19 and, but I was like, I, I, I remember doing this training. It was like 600 people. It was like the biggest like hotel venue. Like, look guys, Albuquerque's not massive. Okay. It was like one of the biggest events. We had done, and I remember getting home and being like, that's it. Mm -hmm. This is like what everyone's after. And, and it was like, it was empty for me because I didn't have anything else. You didn't have me yet. I didn't have you. <laughs> I didn't have kids. Yeah. I didn't know God. I didn't know what, like my soul had a, had a hole in it. And it was like, what could fill this, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think, I think as entrepreneurs, like it's okay to have a hobby. Yeah. It's okay to have a vacation. Like, like legit, you were crazy. Like crazy. Until we like, when we started going to the lake on the weekends and you had like that time away, like you, like I, like were kind of off the rocker. You know what I mean? It was just like work seven days a week. Like sometimes you'd take off Sunday. Sometimes you wouldn't. Like we'd go to church and you'd come home and you'd be working again. And then all of a sudden it was like, what if we got a boat and we like, I love the boat. What if we got a boat and started going to the lake and you like gave yourself permission to like do something else on the weekend besides work. And it was like, you became more efficient in the work and like less stressed out in the work. It was like, you actually had that hobby, that thing to do that just like, you didn't think about anything else, but just surfing. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you became a totally different evolution yeah. of yourself. Um, th this is like, I think the boat was like the number one lifestyle thing. Yeah. So instead of buying a Ferrari, yep. it was like, I bought a quarter million dollar boat. <laughs> it's basically a Ferrari, <laughs> right? But you could put your whole family and your friends on it. Yeah. And you're out in the sun. It's like inconvenient to be on your phone when you're on a boat. Yeah. 
you know, and then like it's everybody's like, just phone dies because nobody wants to be on it because it's just like so yeah. amazing. And it's like, I know me, like my disc profile is a 99D. Like I have to be doing something. And it's like, okay, so I'm driving the boat. I'm enjoying the time. I'm teaching people how to surf. I'm wrangling, I'm wrangling my kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm teaching them. It's like, man, that was such a saving grace for us. And so that translated into a two-week trip, right? So we have a houseboat at Lake Powell. Mm-hmm. And we go and we take amazing friends of ours, that are entrepreneurs and family. And we go and we hit it for two weeks. Yep. And our boat has Wi-Fi now, but when we started, it didn't, we don't have, use it. It didn't have cell it. service or Wi-Fi. Yeah. And I'll tell you, you're going to learn something about your team and your business mm-hmm. if you disconnect for it for a week. We do two weeks now and it's amazing what would happen. It'd be like, oh, wait, they start problem solving. You, you know what happens to me in my head? I'm like, oh, if I like go on a vacation or take this time off, like the whole thing's going to unwind and just unravel on me. Mm-hmm. It's like this fear, right? This like fear of like, oh, it's just going to all unwind or I'm going to be behind. Yeah. It's like behind what? <laughs> behind who? Someone you're comparing yourself on your phone in a little window screen that you look at. <laughs> yeah. That you don't want the rest of what the rest of their life looks like. But <laughs> yeah. And it's like we idolize behind who? That's so good. Behind who? I'm behind who? Like, and who? you set the pace of the company, so it's like behind who? Yeah, but it feels like that. Yeah, you know, when you're a psychopath like us, <laughs> and so it was, it was really like therapeutic for me of just giving myself the permission to and, unplug. Yeah, and and a part of that is to plan it right. Mm-hmm. If you plan them in, it's so weird. It's like if you take a spontaneous trip, you're like, no way, I can leave. I got all this stuff next week. Yeah. But if you plan, if you plan your trips in advance, if you plan and set these boundaries of like, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be out of the office and I'm going to do, so every day I have intentional time with both my kids. Mm-hmm. So typically with, with my oldest, I'm taking her out on a walk and, and she's riding her bike and I'm working with her on her bike right now. Yep. Right. And or then we also, like on and I'm also teaching her how to read. Mm-hmm. Right. And then with my youngest, it's like, we're just running around, romping, playing with whatever, because she's just at that stage. You like know? having tickle fights. That's yeah. like their favorite thing right yeah, now. Yeah, it's like, that's it. And like we like, spend 10 minutes tickling them. They're like set for the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like roughhousing and like tickling them and like wrestling with them. They're like set. Yeah. <laughs> and they love it. And I have a blast and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I would have missed out on this because I was trying to just get in an extra 30 minutes of productivity because I'm competing against what against who. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So... I think this like lifestyle of an entrepreneur conversation is, you know, coming from all these people that are just comparing themselves to each other. It's all ego driven. Mm-hmm. They're all trying to out hustle each other. And I, I'll admit, like, I have a fear. Like, I don't want to be irrelevant. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, you built this big business, and like, now what are you doing, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. I don't want to be irrelevant and You're not irrelevant, insignificant, babe. right? Yeah, you always be relevant to me. Oh, thanks, babe. That's so sweet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so it's like that drives me, you know, mm-hmm. but just, just realizing that there's not a finish line and there never will be. Mm-hmm. And so if there's not a finish line and the goal is to play the game, then why don't we take care of the other things in our life while we're playing the game mm-hmm. and then we can have it all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think most men, especially, I think they're freaking scared. Yep. I think they're scared to connect with their kids. Scared, think, scared, scared. I think they don't know how to do it. I mm-hmm. think, I think it's easier. 
it, to work the business. The world will celebrate. It's easier to deal with your employees than it is with, to, with your children most times. And your wife. Not in your house. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely your wife in this house. Definitely. Yeah. I'm worse than the children. Yeah. What? You're supposed to say no. I was? Yeah. Nope. No, I'm basically your third toddler. Just kidding. You're my third toddler. Mm. <laughs> mm. I'm your third to toddler, like, emotionally. You're my third toddler. They're, like, with simple. Your food You're on a little the table. more complicated. <laughs> Them, I'm like... It's like, I want this food. I'm like, all right, we're explaining to you why you yeah. don't eat sugar all day. With you, it's yeah. a little more complicated than that. Yeah, and you, when you eat food and it ends up all over the table, worse than the, you know, two-year-old. I do yeah. make a mess when I eat. Yeah, for some reason. I don't know what your deal is. Like, you got the biggest I, plate on the it's table. because I'm aggressive. <laughs> I do it. I do. I have a bigger plate than the kids do. Yeah. And all of your rice is all over the table. Well, the kids have like the little plates with the segmented parts to the plate. Listen, our two-year-old eats with our hands. It makes a less of a mess than you do. Yeah. <laughs> it's because I'm aggressively eating. <laughs> Guys, Kaylin and I have the worst oh problem eating fast. Like oh, we yeah. scarf our food. I don't know. We're just like- We're working on it. We're, <laughs> we're, we attack our food like it's like- like it's gonna expire in three minutes. <laughs> yeah, like it just gonna evaporate. <laughs> like it's gonna disappear. Like we're in prison or something, oh my gosh. and someone's gonna steal it from us. Yeah, uh, you know the other thing that'd be really good to talk about is uh, how how to make rich real. Like so, you know, for us it's like okay, everybody listening might be like, okay, I got it. Like I should prioritize Jim, these other Jim things. Do. Yeah, and, and Jim do use the line and ask like, how do you make rich real? One of our great friends, mm -hmm. amazing wealth group, amazing. But he asked that question, right? How do you make rich real? And so love that for me, like, I think we've done this. Um, you know, once we start to prioritize other things besides just like, oh, bottom line and how big is the business and how are we in comparison to like everyone else that's growing around us? Like, and we stopped kind of taking our eye off of that ball and started putting it on like our actual lifestyle as entrepreneurs and what we actually want out of owning our own business and going back to that goal list and saying like, okay, here's the things that we had a business for why we wanted the time freedom, why we wanted to make the money, the things that we actually wanted to do. Um, and then we started creating experiences out of it. Right. And that's kind of how we'll talk about how we made rich real, but you want to explain like making rich real, like what that means. I, I think you did a great job. Oh, okay. I mean, it's yeah, it's like, okay, you make money mm -hmm. and you have money and then well, what is it? How do you make it real for yourself? Yeah. To where it's not just like in investments or like in, Maybe it's just, maybe it is investments for you, but like, how does it like come to fruition of like, I can feel it? Yeah. How does it, how do you make it real and translate for you? Mm -hmm. And one of the ways that we got to do that, mm -hmm. um, one of the ways that we got to do that was with our family. And yeah. so I remember I was at, I was at my, uh, my aunt's house. My grandfather was there. It was like Thanksgiving or something. Yeah. And I was like, he's like, um, he just turned 90. He, he was, he was turning 90 at the time. Turning 90. Yeah. yeah and I was, was like, grandpa, 90. I was like, if you could go anywhere and, and you know, he's from Albuquerque, he was an entrepreneur. He had a judo club. Yeah. Created the first judo club in New Mexico and, um, toured with, um, what's his name? Everybody knows that. What's the karate guy? Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. Yeah. Yeah. Toured with Chuck Norris. Like it wasn't as he good. He trained at the Kodokan, right? Yeah. He trained at the Kodokan in Japan. And like with all the like crazy intense Japanese dudes that were just insane at martial arts. And, um, he just wasn't as good of a marketer as Chuck Norris or whoever did marketing for Chuck Norris. Yeah, but your grandpa was the real Chuck Norris. But he was like the real Chuck Norris. Um, and I was like, Hey grandpa, if you could go anywhere, 
on a trip, like, where would you go? Mm -hmm. And he's like, wow, I've never thought about that. And he was like, on a cruise. I've never been on a cruise. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah. And it's like, well, like where? Like, where would you want to go on a cruise? Like the Caribbean or like Europe? And he's like, yeah, like the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, well, we're going. And he's like, what? And I was like, yeah, we're going to go. I was like, I'm going to take you on a cruise to the Caribbean. Yeah. And so we took your grandma too. Yeah, so we called up my grandma. We planned the trip. How old's your grandma? My grandma at the time, I think, was like 86. She just turned 90. So we got 86 and 90. Yeah. And we're like, okay, we got money. Like, let's take them. Yeah. And so we paid for them. We did like the chef's dinner. The captain's dinner. Or the dinner. captain's dinner. Yeah, there's only like 12 people at the table. Hey, wind and dined no, them. We sit down and there's like <laughs> nine wine glasses at his setting. And he was like, I have never seen so many wine glasses in my entire life like, like just overwhelmed yeah we're like don't worry you're gonna drink them all and uh they were like elated oh man it was like such a great experience and so it's like how do you make how do you make rich real mm -hmm. and know? so we got to take our two like you know it's like a lot of time with grandparents and stuff too it's like they raised us they did so much for us so uh, us to be able to turn around and like take our grandparents on a trip that they would never have experienced or being able to afford at this time. Like my grandma lives off of social security, you know what I mean? At this point. And so it's like that for her, like taking her on that trip, like that's something she would have never been able to do. And we got to turn around and provide that experience for them. And that made rich real for us. It's like, we paid for them. We brought them, we winded, dined them. Like they didn't have to worry about a thing. They had captain's dinner, like that whole experience. And it was the best like money we ever spent. Like it, it did so much more for us than even it did for them because it was just like, we provided them with this experience that made having this type of money actually real, you know? Totally. And like, hey, you, you've never seen a U-Haul hitched on the back of a, uh, what, what's the, the, what's the thing they take a the hearst. casket in? A hearse? A hearst. hearst? Yeah. Is it hearst? Yeah. I thought it was a hearse. A hearse? I'm pretty sure it's a hearse. Hearse. <laughs> I think you just made up the T on the end. <laughs> Maybe I did. Yeah, I think you did. <laughs> Whatever. A hearst. <laughs> a funeral car. There's no U-Hauls on the back of the Hearst. <laughs> I love it. This is the big business mistake show where we make up words. I know. I'm sorry. That's okay. So you can't take it with you. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it, it's hard. It's like, well, I'm going to make all this money. And then like my kids are just going to like squander it, be trust fund nope. brats, mm -mm. you know? Yeah. And then like, too, it's like, that's a real, that's a real thing I think about. Yeah. And so now we started this thing uh, this year because our big goal was like, you know, less things, more experiences. So that's how we're making Rich Real this year. Yeah. And so how we're making Rich Real this year is like each quarter, we're going to take our kids to do something really cool. And they get to like pick the trip. So we asked Romy, like, where do you want to go? And she was like, I want to go to the beach. Right. And then we found like this other really cool experience where it's like, you go stay at this inn here in Texas where they have like giraffes that you can like feed, like have breakfast with and they come up to your window and you can feed them and like all this kind of stuff. And so instead of like having the things, it's like we get to create these experiences now and you have to like plan out those yeah. experiences. But those are things that people so, you know, never forget. So, so after this episode, like go sit down and be like, how do I make rich real in my life? Mm -hmm. And guys, it doesn't need to be extravagant, right? Yeah. Maybe it could be a cleaning lady for your grandma. Like we did that for a whole year for my grandma. Oh, it was like, like the the joy and elation of she'd call me every time the like cleaner crying. showed up. No joke. She'd call you crying. Mm -hmm. oh, this is amazing. Yeah. It's like it was mm -hmm. a big deal. Yeah. And for us, it was you know we bought a pretty nice house. Like yeah. That was like one of the things we moved to Texas, and we're like in one of the best neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, all right, it's this is worth it. We have two acres. You know. Mm -hmm. And 
I'm like, this is, this makes it real, Mm -hmm. you know? So like if you're making money and you're like, Hey, be the guy, be Warren Buffett in the (laughs) 15 year old Cadillac. If you don't like cars, cool. But I bet you Warren Buffett does something to make rich real for him. Yep. Like maybe he does something for his family or, and if he doesn't, I feel sorry for him. (laughs) I'm like, you got billions of dollars Mm -hmm. and like, you don't, you never ever make it real for yourself. You know, and, and hey, if he's like, hey, I don't, I don't, th- there's no, whatever, like this is different for everybody. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing is like, there's no guru or advice from anybody that you should just take and call it law. Mm-hmm. Like there's one book that I read that's law to me. Yep. And that's the it's Bible. Got, yeah. It's got words written in red. And I'm like, okay, but everything else it's, it's up for interpretation. It's like, okay, well, like, and it needs to flex to what I actually yeah. want. But but I know that people are like bending their lives and their lifestyles to the, the content they're they're consuming. Yep. And and we're like, you know, drive around in a beat up Camry. It's like it's like a trophy or something. It's mm-hmm. like it's like look, I don't own any exotic exotic cars. Mm-hmm. Yet. Yet, because she's. <laughs> I, I've got I've got her making the get rich real <laughs> argument. So 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 like. But what does it look like for you? Like, how do you enjoy it, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and probably it's it's not like we got to be smart, right? Yeah. But at one point, is it like okay, wealth, and then like lifestyle? Yeah. It's like I'm like I never got. To all enjoy we do it. is accumulate wealth, and we don't have any lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's like what, like, and are are we just suppressing the things? I'm I'm speaking to myself right now, guys. Yeah. Like I'm I don't deserve it. I I'm can't spe- have it. This is so like hard I for made me. you buy your first car. Like, you know, you, did know. you know this was gonna come up? Yeah, I knew this. So was like when we first started making money and Brandon just it was a M4 and it's I mean, it wasn't a super it wasn't a like supercar, it wasn't exotic. It was just like there was this orange M4 at the BMW dealership and we had like taken on the car and to get service, like our older beamers and stuff, or like little three series. And there was this orange BMW there. That was a convertible, it was an M4, and you were like obsessed with it, like, oh, my dream car, and blah, blah. I'm like, what was it, like 120K or something? It was less than that. It was like 90. Yeah, it was like 90K or something. And like, you kept talking yourself out of it. It was like, oh, like, no, I can't get it yet. I haven't, like, you know, done it. I'm like, we're making millions of dollars at this point. And like, you couldn't buy yourself the $90,000 car because whether it was like, I don't deserve it or I shouldn't have it yet, or I need to keep, if I have it, then what am I going to push myself towards? You know, like, is there going to be, there's no carrot at the end of the stick anymore if I buy this car? Like, that's literally, like, where your brain went, you know? And I remember, like, going home, like, babe, you should buy the car, like, get the car. Like, if we're making all this money and we don't do anything to enjoy the money or make rich real for us, like, whether that's $90,000 car or it's, like, uh, finally a family vacation to Disney World, right? Like, whatever it is. It's like if if we never do the thing for ourselves where we get to enjoy like the hard work that we're investing and putting in the time and energy and we never get to like reap a little bit of that reward, reward, take some chips off the table to like experience something or have something that you've always wanted. It's like, what are we doing it for? You know, if we can never take the chips off the table, go take our family on an awesome vacation or do that for our grandparents. It's like, what are we making the money for? Might as well just not even have it. Yeah. Right. And so I literally told you, I was like, if you don't go, and buy that car, I will go buy it. And I said, who do you want me, who do you want negotiating the price of the car? Me? Who is just going to be like, here you go, swipe my card, I'm ready to go, bye, and drive away in it? Or do you want to go negotiate? Because either way, like, you're going to buy the car. Right? (laughs) And I basically had to force you to do it out of fear that I was going to go buy it without you negotiating price. Oh, I love that car. (laughs) And you love that car. I love that car. 
Love that car. So interesting. It's like, do you have your money or does your money have you? Ooh. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, are you serving it or does it serving you? Because mm-hmm. I think we can get or to Or are you trying point- to put in a U-Haul in the back of a hearse? Yeah, hearsed. <laughs> Are you, are you backpedaling on that one now? No, I was just trying to say it correctly. Oh, you did. I think it sounded good. I'm still going to Google it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we, at the end of this episode, we will know the answer. I'm almost positive there's not a T. There's not a T. There's no way. Not a chance. I'm, I, I would bet on that one. How much would you bet? Uh, I would bet like a thousand. A thousand mugs? At least. Okay. Dill. That there's no T in hearse? Yeah. Come on, Dill. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Shoot, guys. I mean, we have the same bank accounts. <laughs> Just <laughs> voids. <laughs> Unless I'm right, then it's my money. I don't agree with this whole couple should have separate bank accounts thing. I think no. it's stupid. Dumb. I think it's like saying you should have a prenup. Yeah. Don't get me started on marriage, guys. <laughs> I'll make some people angry on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay so the car so just like you know yeah. make ritual for me at this point you made a deal with me way back in the day we were at a bonefish grill on our weekly date night and uh-huh. you were like and this is back when we weren't really making like money money yet so yeah we were probably making like i don't know 200k a month or something like that i mean that's money money but you mean like in comparison to how big it got but um and you're like trying to set the carrot for me you're trying to set the carrot and you're like okay so what do you want? And I was like, I want a blue Lamborghini. And you're like, what kind? And I was like, I don't care. I want that electric blue Lamborghini. And you're like, okay, if we do a million dollars in a month, then I'll buy you that blue Lamborghini. And I was like, yes. And this is like eight years ago now. And you wrote it because I bonefish, I had like the paper on the table and you wrote it and you're like a million dollars a month. Blue, Kaylin gets a blue Lamborghini. I have a picture of it. I have a picture of this paper. I know. Which will always come back to haunt you. And so recently, you know, we, ne- we like have never did story. it. Yeah, never did it, never did it, never did it. I'm like bothered you about it for like the last eight years, like jokingly, pretty much. Cause I was mm-hmm. like, does it really make sense? No. I was like, Kaylin, I did this whole video <laughs> about how the 200 grand that I don't have in a Lamborghini. Yeah, but your when caveat. I just, when I could just rent one. Yeah. But then there's the asterisk of like, unless your wife wants it, right? Yeah. And, or unless you wrote it on a piece of paper at a bonefish grill that said she was going to get it and it's always going to haunt you until she does. Um, and so we've been Maybe like, I'm having just this- <laughs> waiting for the right moment to strike. <laughs> yeah. Where it just shows up my driveway. That'd be amazing. <laughs> but, you know, so it, you start having conversations around like, okay, what's the next thing that makes rich real? Like, what's the thing that you've always wanted that you're like, no, we shouldn't do it. We should have it, even though we could completely afford it. Like, we could pl- completely go buy one right now if we wanted to, right? And so, like, yeah, I don't know. What, what do you think, babe? <laughs> we had a, we talked about this the other morning. I was mm-hmm. like, maybe I'll let you override this because if you really want it, then I would do it just, like, it doesn't make financial sense to me and I don't want it. But if you did enough, then, like, let's do it. You guys heard it here first. He doesn't want it, so he'll never drive it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Not what I said. So we'll see. Time will tell on this one. Time will tell. <laughs> I said, but then you-, you know me, like I'm, I'm like I'm actually very conservative. But then I'm like, there's a strategy to buy exotic cars. Mm-hmm. You got to buy into them correctly. You got to buy the right specs, right? And so I'll go figure out the best way to do it. You know, same thing with like watches. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, getting into the money side. So you got to make rich real. 
I think we've got to have boundaries in our life to protect the things that are most important to us or the momentum of our business will sweep us away. And then we're always chasing this future vision that is never real. We don't really ever attain. Mm -hmm. Or it just gets moved to the next thing. The goalpost just keeps getting bigger. And we're doing things for people that we don't know or don't know us and we're comparing ourselves. And then we just end up in this place where it's like, whose life are we living? Mm-hmm. Somebody else's idea of what our life should be like. Mm-hmm. That's, that's an influencer. Or are we living the life that we're no, we know that we're called to live in the lifestyle that we're called to live by design where thing there's, there's a higher calling than just growth. Like God doesn't need, like we're big givers, right? And that's one of the, the gifts that we have is, you know, we've been blessed in our entrepreneurial career at a young age. And so we give a lot of money and that's one of the things that we love to do and we're blessed to be able to do, but like there's a much higher calling for us beyond just growth and significance. Like God doesn't need our money. Yeah. He doesn't need any of it. Like he, he went, you guys, you guys know that the world, like the Bible says that the, the, the entire universe is a hand breast to God. So between his pinky and your thumb is the size of the entire universe to him. Like mm-hmm. our dollars, he doesn't need them. He uses them and requires them from us, mm-hmm. but he doesn't, he it's, it's, it's nothing to him. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if we have a higher calling or purpose that's driving us and, and, and for me lately, like this year, it's like doing things in love. That was it for me. Because like I can leave a trail of dead bodies behind me. You do. Me. You're notorious at leaving a trail of dead bodies. I can. I'm just like, <laughs> let's go. And if you're not in, like, get out. And like, this isn't a charity. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh-huh. like this is a for-profit vehicle. Mm-hmm. And and we want to add as much value as we can. We want to help people win. Like what we're doing now. It's like, we're, we're going to, people are getting results. And they're going to get results. And we're going to do everything possible for them to get results. Yeah, like the one guy you like already six X. Six X is bottom line or doubled his profit margin. And <laughs> yeah, and so it's like that's what we're gonna do, but but there's more important things as well. Mm-hmm. Like I want my kids to go to heaven. Yeah. Like I want to be famous in my house. Yeah. Like I want to be married to you for 80 years. 80? What happens after 80? Well, I mean, like we're gonna be pretty old. Well, so. So it's like just say forever, infinity. Yeah. But if I don't, if I don't prioritize or pour into those things, and the only thing that I pour into is business, then you're probably gonna have a sick business. Yeah. But the rest of your life's gonna suck. Look, guys, like I don't need to do the penny doubled every day for thirty days thing. Mm-hmm. Like if you just, if you just like save a couple hundred grand a year, mm-hmm. like build your business, even if it takes you a decade, save a couple hundred grand a year. Like you're never gonna have to worry about money again. If you, if, if you pay attention, if you, I mean, if you focus on growth, like anybody can spin up a million dollar company in a matter of a couple, couple years, all the information is available to you. There's coaches, mentors, people that have walked the path. There's more opportunity than there's ever been. I don't care about the macroeconomic climate. Like money will not be an issue, but I'm telling you that there, as someone who's hit milestones financially that someone consider good. And there's people that are light years ahead of where I am, even at my age. And I'm like, cool. But like, I'm telling you, there's no amount of zeros that suddenly you're going to feel like you've made it to this place where you can do the things that you really want to do. I'm like, trust us. We did it. We thought there was. And then it just like, there's, it just keeps getting farther 
and farther and farther and farther into the distance. And before before long, you're like, man, I, I missed out on the things that were right in front of me. Mm-hmm. And I definitely spent a few years doing that. And so I think you can have it all. I think you can have the success mm-hmm. and you can get more done in a day than other people do in a week because you're more focused. You can have it all of what you want. Of what you want, yeah. Yeah, and you got to put the measuring stick down. Yeah. You got to put the measuring stick down of like measuring your definition of having it all with anyone else's. Yep. Love it. So good. This was like healing for me. I needed to hear this again. <laughs> you know, like no matter how many times it's like, you, you're like, oh man, we're gonna do this podcast because we really just want to help people and add value and like talk about this stuff. But then it ends up just like, oh, this is a good reminder. It's easy to, it's easy for all the gurus and the people that you listen to, to get on a podcast and say all these great things. It's hard to live them out. Yep. You know? And so this is a good reminder for sure. Love it. You ready, you ready to wrap it up? Yeah. So we wrap it up with a, yeah, so if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure leave us a written review, five-star review. Tell us like the biggest takeaway that you had or the, your biggest aha moment. And I think we're going to oh, we close thing. it up. Oh, we're, we're on YouTube. Yeah. So if you guys want to see the video version of this. And see all these funny faces I'm yeah, making. There's a lot of faces. that I, I'm like eyeballing There's, a, the there's some eye rolling too. Yeah, there's definitely some <laughs> eye rolling. Definitely. For me, for sure. On my side. <laughs> uh, all the eye rolling is over on the male yeah, side here. I, I definitely believe everyone thinks you're the eye roller in this conversation. They do, for sure. <laughs> but check out the video. If you guys want to watch it on there, subscribe on YouTube. We still have to do sick. your embarrassing moment, though. My embarrassing moment? Yeah, you got to think of one. Oh, I know a good one for you. Oh, that's dangerous. You know can a good one for of, me? Can you think of one? Give me like a hint on it. Your shirts. Oh my god, it's not that bad. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> I mean, you all do right, it in guys. public all the time. <laughs> There's a 50 50 chance. <laughs> this is why you should watch on video because I'm going to stop telling him that it's that he's doing it, and then you guys can just see it for yourself. There's a 50 50 chance that my shirt's on inside out <laughs> if you see Every it day. in public. It's probably not 50 50. I would say nowadays you become more like conscious 10%? of it. Dude, one day you I, you literally came out and you had been on meetings and you came out of your office and you were wearing a collared shirt inside out. No, I wasn't. Yes, you were. Collared shirt inside out with the collar up out of it inside out, like laying down like a real collar, but the shirt itself was inside <laughs> out. So, so even the collar was upside down. So I've never like walked on stage with a shirt inside out or anything. Maybe you have. I just wasn't there to tell I you. But I definitely <laughs> ran meetings with like... <laughs> dozen people <laughs> with like my shirt in completely inside out and it's probably obvious like in person and on zoom oh yeah for sure in person remember one of our quarterly sprints i had to take you back to your office oh my god yeah, like right. your shirt is on inside out yeah yeah i remember like that, you actually. literally came out of your office to start like running the meeting and, and she I was goes like, she's like brandon <laughs> and just starts laughing and i'm like what like it's like look at your shirt like you literally came into I'm the like you waited until halfway through the day <laughs> oh my god See what the thing you you find. I didn't want to embarrass you. That's eh, all right. Now you're embarrassing me. <laughs> the thing that um, I'm like so aggressive. <laughs> yeah. Like you guys, have you guys seen the the like TikTok video where the guys like if how you, if you did everything aggressively and he's like throwing his like clothes in his and dresser, he's like sprinting from one place to the other, like sprinting across his house and like pouring slamming his, doors, pouring his milk like <laughs> like that's me. <laughs> I was like, I sent it, I saw it, and I sent it to Kayla. I was like, this is literally me. Oh yeah. So like I aggressively put my shirt like I'm like everything's like a, a race. It's like how fast can I put my shirt on? That's why it ends up inside out. So there you have it. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. 
Thanks for joining us today, guys. Welcome to the Big Business Mistakes Show. Thanks for having us. It's been a great show today. Leave us a, a review. Tell us what you liked or something you want us to talk about in your yeah. review. We'd love to see topic we, ideas for you. Yeah, for we, you we read the reviews or shoot us an email. You go to theenterpriseco.com. Shoot us some info. We'd love to know if you guys want us to talk about anything in specific, what, what topics or people that you think we should have on the show. We are going to start adding some interviews to the show from mm -hmm. some other people. Mm -hmm. um, and we actually haven't even done any interviews yet. We just did a, our first one. So that one's going to come out soon. And, that one comes uh, up. Yeah. It's going to be... By, by the time this episode comes out, it'll be out. Okay, whatever. I'm backwards. But <laughs> it's going to be good. So stay tuned, guys. Thanks for, thanks for having on. Bye. Bye.